Their system was termed hypothetic universalism. The vital difference between it and the strict Arminian theory lies in the absolute security asserted in the former for the spiritual recovery of the elect. They agree, however, in attributing some kind of universality to the atonement and in maintaining that, on a certain condition, within the reach of fulfillment by all men, generally obedience according to the Arminians and faith according to the divines of Saumur, all men have access to the benefits of Christ's death. To import consistency to the theory of Amaro, faith must in some sense be competent to all men, and be held, accordingly, the doctrine of universal grace. In this respect, his theory differs essentially from the doctrine of universal atonement as embraced by eminent Calvinistic divines who held the necessity of the special operation of grace in order to exercise faith. The readers of Owen will understand from this cursory explanation why he dwells with peculiar keenness and reiteration of statements to refute the conditional system or the system of universal grace according to the name it bore in subsequent discussions. It was plausible. It had many learned men for its advocates. It had obtained currency in the foreign churches, and it seems to have been embraced by Moore, or Moore, to whose work on the universality of God's free grace our author replies at great length. Thomas Moore is described by Edwards in his Gangriana, Part 2, page 86, as a great sectarian who did much harm to Lincolnshire, Norfolk, and Cambridgeshire who was famous also in Boston, Lynn, and even Holland, and was followed from place to place by many. His work in a quarto volume was published in 1643, and in the same year a reply to it appeared from the pen of Thomas Whitfield, Minister of the Gospel at Great Yarmouth. Mr. Orme remarks, He takes care to inform us on the title page that Thomas Moore was of late a weaver at Wills near Wispich and he adds, in regard to Moore's production, without approving of the argument of the work, I have no hesitation in saying that it is creditable to the talents of the weaver and not discreditable to his piety. The weaver, it should be added, was the author of some other works. Discovery of seducers that creep into houses, on baptism, a discourse about the precious blood and sacrifice of Christ, etc. In 1650, Mr. Horne, minister at Lynn in Norfolk, a man of exemplary and primitive piety, according to Palmer, Non-Conference Memoirs 3, pages 6 and 7, and author of several works, published a reply to Owen's work under the title, The Open Door for Man's Approach to God, or A Vindication of the Record of God Concerning the Extent of the Death of Christ, in answer to a treatise on that subject by Mr. John Owen. Horn had considerable reputation for skill in the Oriental languages, and some of his remarks and interpretations of Scripture in the judgment of Mr. Orme were not unworthy of Owen's attention. Owen, however, in his epistle, prefixed to his Vindicae Evangelicae, expresses his opinion that the work of Horn did not deserve a reply. Two years after the following work had been published, its author had to defend some of the views he had maintained in it 
against a more formidable and celebrated adversary. Richard Baxter, in an appendix to his Aphorisms on Justification, took exception to some of the views of Owen on redemption. Owen answered him in a treatise, which may be regarded as an appendix to his Death of Death. In the discussions between them, so much of scholastic subtlety appears on both sides that little interest is likely to be felt in that department of the general question on which they were at variance. It may be necessary to state precisely what opinion Owen really held on the subject of the extent of the atonement. All opinions on this point, in general terms, be reduced to four. There are a few who hold that Christ died so as, ultimately, to secure the salvation of all men. There are others who maintain the view, condemned by the Synod of Dort, that by the death of Christ God is enabled to save all or any on condition of their obedience.